It's time for All Things Gardening with Charlie Nardozzi, brought to you by Vermont Victory Greenhouses and Gardener Supply. Good morning, Charlie. Hi, Mary. Well, Charlie, folks who listen to All Things Gardening, no doubt familiar with the label GMO or genetically modified, they probably and correctly associate that term with like production food crops grown in the U.S., things like field corn and soy and canola and sugar beets. I'm sure, though, folks have feelings and questions about genetically modified seeds. And I understand that you got some info for home gardeners about a new tomato that's been modified and is now available for home gardeners. It is out there. But for the first time, there is now a variety that you can grow as a home gardener that's genetically modified. This is a new tomato called Purple Tomato from the Norfolk Plant Science Group in England. And what they've done with this cherry tomato is they've inserted the genes from a snapdragon flower into it to increase the amount of anthocyanin, the purple coloring. So it's purple throughout. Many purple tomatoes that are out there, heirlooms and others that have been bred, are purple on the skin, um, definitely on the leaves and on the stems, but on the skin and sometimes inside a little bit. But this one has the equivalent anthocyanin levels as a blueberry, which of course is known as an antioxidant, anti-inflammatory. So there are traditional varieties out there like the indigo series that are purple, been bred out of Oregon State, and there's 50 different varieties of those that you can grow in your garden and get some of these benefits. But this new purple one that's genetically modified has the enhanced anthocyanins, and now they're selling the seeds. In fact, you can go to their website and buy 10 seeds for $20, and they've sold over 10,000 packets already in the first month that this variety is available. It's gotten USDA and FDA approval. It supposedly is safe uh, to eat. No research has been done about the effects on the environment and how the plant grows. I have read nothing about how well the plant grows. Is it disease resistant? Is it a good grower? Does it taste good? So welcome to the world of genetically modified plants and it's slowly kind of creeping in now to the home gardener's world and I thought people would like to know about it and that's why I brought it up on our show. Okay great information. Here's a question from Peter in Morrisville. He writes, what is your thought about spreading with a handheld grass seeder blood and bone meal around plants in winter? Also the idea of hanging suet bags with animal fat. Have these ideas any merit in discouraging deer from browsing on plants? Yes spreading around blood meal in particular can can ward off deer. Uh, bone meal actually will attract more animals than ward them off. I would suggest instead of just sprinkling those compounds around as you buy one of the deer repellents out there. Plant skid, for example, is a really nice one. It is based on slaughterhouse waste and, and blood meal, um, but it has been tested to be very effective in repelling deer. You can sprinkle it around your rhododendrons and see if that will ward them away. Okay, up next, this question from Iris. Iris writes, I'm wondering about the best types of greens, not microgreens, to grow in the wintertime indoors in a sunny window or under lights. Yes, Iris, the days are getting longer, so you start thinking about eating tasty greens, and you can start growing some indoors if you have a sunny window. You really need a window with at least four hours of direct sun a day to get the best growth if you're going to start growing some of these greens indoors, uh, with the idea that you're going to be eating them indoors too, not just to transplant outside. Some of the best greens to grow would be mosh, which is also known as lamb's lettuce, a very mild green, arugula, spinach, and some of the winter lettuces, like winter density. These are varieties that are used to the lower light levels a little bit more and definitely the cooler temperatures. Uh, you want to set them up in trays. You can thin them out and eat the thinnings. And if you don't have the sunny window, you can use 
grow lights too to set them up underneath that and still get a nice crop to grow and enjoy. So go ahead and give it a try. See what happens. Okay, and if you've got questions about gardens for Charlie, send them to us, vermontpublic.org. Search for All Things Gardening and submit your question in the post. Thanks, Charlie. You're welcome, Mary, and I'll be seeing you in the garden. <laughs>